Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Well, a little glitch at the beginning, but there was a lot of glitches with the Astros in this game, but they escaped one. Welcome to Houston Sp- Sports Talk's live World Series postgame show. Robert Land alongside Stephen Kerr. Between the two of us, 60 years combined in sports journalism. If you're new to the party, Steve and I are native Houstonians who've been fans since the 60s and 70s. And Stephen, this one was uh, a lot tougher than it should have been. Well, it was, Robert, but by golly, you just, you're just glad you get a win, especially after what happened last night. Uh, just good to get a win. I mean, this is the World Series. You know, crazy things are supposed to happen, right? It just... You know, you don't like it if you're an Astros fan and it goes against you. But, oh, thank God those those errors and the, the, the crazy calls and things like that didn't go against the Astros or hurt them this time. Yeah, Stephen, I, I just got to say, it, it fe- feels like the Astros have to win now five games in this series because I felt like game one. So y- y- you want to celebrate it, but at the same time, I'm like, God, how easy could it have been to just be 2-0 right now? Yeah, I mean, it takes a little bit of the sting away from last night's uh, loss, uh, just the way it happened. But, you know, I, I still think, Robert, if, if the Astros do end up losing this series, you you have to point to game one as, as a, a big reason why. But at least they, they did even the series. Now they got to go to Philly for three in a row. And, gosh, anything can happen there. You know, the Phillies haven't been to a World Series since 2009. So just like Seattle, they're going to be rocking in Philly getting ready for that one. All right, Stephen, uh, I got to remind all of our viewers and listeners, if you're out there, uh, we want to hear from you. Uh, we want your comments, and uh, we're going to go through some major moments in the game. But just a reminder, if you are not subscribed, you're new to the channel, subscribe to us. We do a ton of shows every week, and mm-hmm. right now we're doing Astros post games. We do Texans uh, post games after every single Texans game. Um, we're, we've got a regular fantasy football show every week with our fantasy football expert. We're going to have a regular Rockets uh, show every week. You can see our Rockets show this week with Frank from HTX Chop Shop, who knows the Rockets backwards and forwards and does a fantastic, fantastic job over there. And let's hit some uh, major moments in this one, Stephen. And let's start off with uh, early momentum because the Astros needed it after yesterday, a double for Altuve, a double for Pena, a double for Jordan. That's how you get it going. And in one inning, you get Altuve and Jordan going. And then the Phillies make an error on Yuli. And that was the hole in the Phillies team that we thought they had their defense. So that quick, the Astros are up three to nothing. Weren't they up three to nothing last night? I think Steven. <laughs> yeah, they were up five to nothing last night, but yeah, you know, and Robert there, Astros became the first team in world series history to start the game with three extra base hits in a row. And what was interesting is they came out of the gate swinging on the first pitch. Altuve, he hit the first pitch for a double and then Pena first pitch double uh, Alvarez, I think it was, it may have been the second pitch. It wasn't, I don't think it was the first pitch for him, but then he doubles scoring Pena. So the Astros were very aggressive coming out, but they weren't over aggressive. You know, that that's the big thing. So that yeah, at least gave you a good feeling. You just thought, well, you know, you got to hang on to this lead this time, <laughs> but uh, at least they got it going in the first inning and it's, it's their, their bats certainly looked better. And gosh, it was great to see Altuve get that hit. And and three more or two more actually. 
Yeah. Do you want to go all the way to the fifth inning? Because not a whole lot happened after that for a while. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there was anything, you know, really. I, I know the Astros, there were a couple times when Wheeler, you know, walked the first batter in a couple innings in a row, but the Astros didn't capitalize on it. So, yeah, let's move along to to the middle of the game. All right, let's hear from you guys. I know you're out there. We had 1,100 people who watched yesterday's postgame show. So uh, definitely want to hear from you guys. I don't want to hear from Philly lurkers because I know they like to get in because they got nothing better to do, Stephen, than bug Astros. You know, they can't celebrate themselves. They've got to be busy bugging Astros. Yeah, go on, the, go on the Philly talk shows and podcasts, Philly fans. You know, yeah. uh, you're good at booing. You know, go go boo on your own podcast. Go ahead. Yeah, go be annoying somewhere else. Uh <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens the rest of the world series. If you want to talk afterwards, we could talk, but this, this is not over by any means because you guys got one game. Uh, let's go to the fifth inning two run Homer for Bregman. He hit what looked like a slider that didn't slide much. And what can you say? Alex Bregman just, you know, he's been the most maybe consistent guy in the whole postseason for the Astros, Stephen, outside of Jeremy Pena, who's, you know, still still been putting together one good game after another. But Bregman's yeah. been the guy, I think, at, at number two for us. Well, certainly this postseason. And as we've talked about before, it sure is nice to see, especially with the Alex Bregman we saw last postseason. I, I don't think, did, did he show up, Robert? I, I don't know. But uh, the Alex Bregman, he did show up this year, uh, this postseason. And I'd, I'd say he is... Certainly, if not the most consistent, one of the most consistent hitters of this Astros offense that really needs it. Yeah, I mean, he was hurt last year. I mean, he, he was, he was he interviewed was. during fair, the game. He was. He was interviewed during the game, and he didn't even mention it. And that's just Alex Bregman, yeah. like, not making excuses. But it was I mean, a that hand was, injury. It, uh, oh, it was, you know, he had leg injury. He had a leg injury. Remember yeah. the whole season? He was, yeah. you know, he was out most of the season. I don't think he was ever right when he came back. And, it was it was hand, but I, I don't know if he was back from his leg either because he just he just didn't look good at third base, period, like moving around out there. It just wasn't the same guy. And I think the leg was affecting, you know, him at the plate and the swing. I mean, it was of course it was. You know, we know it was. Yeah. And uh, it took him, you know, a few months into this year before he got himself right. So let's go to uh, the, the fifth inning after the Astros score five because I knew the sixth was going to be critical. Um and they went up 5 nothing in the first game. Verlander immediately gave back some of the runs. So it's like right now, you got to put the chokehold on the Phillies right here. It was also the yeah. inning that would cleanly get Fromber to the bullpen, or at least I thought it would cleanly get Fromber to the bullpen. And we're going to get to that in a second. I was panicking after the first two guys got on with Real Muto and Harper coming up, but Fromber weasels out of it like he normally does with a strikeout and a double play. And Steven, I'm kind of wondering at that point, did, did you think Dusty should have taken him out after getting out of the jam? And, you know, he's about at the 100 pitch mark at that point. Yeah, he was close. I think he was at 94 when he started that inning, Robert. Yeah, I had to wonder because this was about the time that Fromber starts to show that he's tired. And after last night, I think we're all a little bit hypersensitive about leaving our starting pitchers in too long. You know, and he got Schwarber on a full count and drew a walk. And I thought, uh-oh, you know, get somebody up now. And then, of course, the single to Hoskins. Then you really had to start worrying. But, man, the, those two, you know, the, the strikeout of Real Muto was, was critical. And then Harper setting up that double play, that really got him out of it. But, yeah, I was a little on shaky ground there when he started the sixth. And I realized that 
Fromber was going to stay in the game because that's about when he starts giving out. The the sixth or the seventh, you mean? Well, the the sixth is yeah. The the sixth is when he had the two runners on. Yeah, I I didn't have a problem with him coming in in the sixth. He was about at eighty five, eighty six pitchers. Dusty's been giving him a, a long leash all season. He was used to throwing at least a hundred pitches pretty much every game this year. I mean, a, a lot of his starts this year, I should say. And you know, the sixth inning I had no issue with. And if yeah. he gets in trouble, you get up a reliever and you get him out of it. Um, luckily, you know, he gets the double play and, and you don't need to get the reliever up. And, and at that point, I thought super stressful inning. He's at the hundred pitch mark, get him out. That's it. You know, yeah. clean slate for the seventh inning for the reliever. For some reason, again, Dusty not realizing he's got this incredible bullpen that's well rested. Even after yesterday's game, he had guys that just went in inning and they've only pitched one inning in the last six days with, you know, the schedule being what it was. So finally, he brings in a little help when Fromber gets in trouble, gives up the double. They give up a run, but it was, you know, a sack fly and and, and that right. was it. But man, Steven, and the nothing is easy category. Let's go to the eighth inning because this was nuts. Oh, man, we could write a book on that eighth inning, don't you think? <laughs> it's was, it was crazy stuff going on. I mean, Schwarber misses that two-run homer by not very much. It felt like it took an eternity for this crew to figure it out. <laughs> then he barely misses a home run to right. Now, as it turns out, that wouldn't have been out of any other ballpark except one in the major leagues. Steven, you want to take a guess which ballpark that would have been a home run in? <laughs> uh, it was the right field, right? So you probably mean Yankee Stadium, maybe that short porch? Oh, Aaron Boone said it was lucky that the <laughs> Astros were at, instead yeah. of playing the World Series at Yankee Stadium, how lucky were the Astros? And so, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> and, and I think Tucker was even signaling it was a foul ball in that other one and before they reviewed it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was, you could tell in the first replay, it was clear that the ball was in front of the foul pole, which meant it was a foul ball. So here's a play, though, that comes up next that I have never seen in watching baseball. And I've watched a lot of baseball. I just don't recall this happening. Pena goes to his left for a grounder. Altuve, with the runner on first base, gets down instead of covering second. And I, I don't know how typical that would be, but... Pena tosses it to where he thinks Altuve is at second to get the short force. But Nobody like I did. said, Altuve's not there. And and have you seen that, Stephen? That no, just... no. I don't know if – I'm not sure if Altuve was trying to, you know, clear a path for Pena oh, yeah. to field. I mean, I guess oh, yeah. that's what he was doing. But, you know, and, and Pena obviously didn't see that he wasn't covering second base. But, man, that could have been a disaster. It It's like every postseason, Robert – we think we've seen it all, and we see something crazy. And, yeah, that was definitely crazy. I, I don't think I've ever heard, seen anything like that before. I thought Pena would recognize that Altuve had ducked down because he was close enough where you would think he would have seen him in his peripheral vision. But Well, that's what I thought, too. I, I, yeah. I, I, his focus must have been just so on that ball. And, and that's how you don't make errors in the postseason, and Pena's been really solid. I guess that yeah. that, that was an error that they – did they give that to Pena, I assume? Yeah, that's what I would assume is that because of the throw. But, uh, you know, it's as much on Altuve as it is on Pena. Yeah, I, whoever they gave it on, it, it kind of went to both of them. And I, I just well, it was I, an E6. I believe I see. Yeah, it was an E6. I, I, I wonder if Altuve thought he wasn't going to get to second in time because that's the easy play right there for the short throw is, is this the quick toss right there. 
Right. Yep. That that must have been what happened. But man, and then you had runners at the corners at that point. Yeah. Somehow you're not out of it yet. So the Astros, they'll get the final out, and of course, it gets it gets harder after that because there's this high pop up. You you would think a high pop up at Minute Maid with with the Astros' speedy defense between short second and right field, somebody would be there easily. But it was a near disaster. It was like this Bermuda Triangle in shallow right, and Pena was the last guy I figured who would have to catch it in shallow right field. But yeah. there, he was the one that got it. And I don't know if Tucker would have been able to get it. I, you know, he might have, but he he sort of begged off at the last moment, so he knew Pena must have had a better angle on it. I guess. Yeah, that's what it appeared to be. But uh, you know, even that, you were holding your breath. That that whole half inning. It's like you you were really having to take some deep breaths on that because some of the crazy plays that were happening, and yeah, even ending the inning, you weren't sure you were out of the woods. And of course, it was off a of Harper, so you know he's got the hottest hand in the postseason right now. So you, you definitely brought breathed a sigh of relief when he got the out. The Astros were supposed to have the big advantage on defense, but there has been a couple of shaky things. We saw what happened with Pena and Altuve, and then in the ninth inning. Presley gives up a double and the final out, you know, of course it's going to be difficult. Yuli making an uncharacteristic Bill Buckner. Yes. I said, Bill Buckner looking in the ninth inning. Well, it, of course it went off his glove instead of between his legs, but either way. Yeah. yeah it ended up yeah. being a two base error. So that was big or it could have been big. It did score one run, but yeah. Uncharacteristic of Guriel who, you know, it's interesting. The Astros, have been prided for their defense. The Phillies, not so much a, a great defensive team, and they did make some mistakes tonight. But, man, it seemed like in the later innings, it was the Astros you were starting to get worried about defensively. So Presley gets the final out. Thank uh, thank goodness. So the Astros tie the series at one. And, Stephen, my only thought is it, it's now two games, and I wish once again that Dusty – wasn't being so precious about this bullpen. It's strange to say because we've been through all of these Astros postseasons recently where you're scared to death of the bullpen, and I'm like, let's just get to the bullpen in this postseason. I'm like, let's get to the good guys already. Yeah, this isn't last year, you know, or the year before when everybody had so many questions about the Astros bullpen. I mean, it's as solid a bullpen as I have ever seen, Robert, really on any rotation. And, you know, they, they've only given up four runs this entire postseason and every one of them is on a solo home run until well until tonight of course when they gave up that uh, run in the ninth but you know that that was just a it wasn't so much on the pitcher necessarily so you can't say enough about this bullpen so the fact that you should have more confidence in it I don't know if Dusty's just worried about wearing him out you are going to have an off day tomorrow so that's going to help but, you know, this is just what Dusty does, and I, I think we're just going to have to grit our teeth and pray to God it doesn't come back to bite us and then we don't win the World Series. I posted a comment earlier from David Hendricks. He says it's a best-of-five series now, no time to dwell dwell on game one. Um, I had to dwell on it a little bit at the beginning because I was dwelling on it the whole game, Stephen, because it it, it, it was, you know, it's, it's, it's hanging over them. Let, let's get another win and maybe I can start to put it behind us. I need a win in game three. So at least I know we're coming back to Minute Maid. That would be nice. Well, David, you're right. I mean, you you can't, you certainly don't want the Astros harping on that game. And you had to wonder, you know, what was their mentality going into game two? I, I mean, in that first inning, when they came out swinging, 
it made me feel a lot better. I thought, okay, they are focused. They are going to go out tonight and take care of business. And that's exactly what they did. So, you know, as long as the Astros aren't focusing on it and, and focusing in a, you know, in a positive way, that's what we should do too. But, oh, it still stings though. I, I can't tell you. It's, it, it, it's this morning I woke up and I think I was just as pissed off as I was last night. So <laughs> it, this makes it feel a bit better, but we do have to go to Philly and it's not going to be easy there. All right, let's get to something that's, you know, bothered me and you and I have talked about it on the post game show. Somebody else pointing it out. He says, this is Brian Miranda says, why does Minute Maid Park sound like a funeral? Let's hope we can win at least two in Philly and bring this back home. But I mean, I saw a Philadelphia uh, media person and I reposted it or retweeted it on social media that was saying the same thing that we were saying. Well, we've been saying it a lot this postseason. I mean, I think game one, you know, was pretty loud uh, until, of course, the Phillies mounted that comeback, and then you could hear a pin drop the rest of the game. I don't know what to say, Robert. I, I mean, I don't know if the, the, the fans are just spoiled now because we're just so used to making the World Series or we're, we're just not as vocal. I, I mean, I don't have any explanation for it. I guess you have to ask the fans that aren't cheering loudly. It, it's like, I think you pointed this out before, it's like they wait for something to happen, then the play starts rocking. But if you want to get in the other team's head, you know, and I've made this comment before, now that the pitchers have this pitch comm technology, they need to be able to hear it. So why not start drowning it out a little bit, make these pitchers have to really listen for it and concentrate and just throw them off their game. Any little advantage you can have, you, you need a home field advantage in baseball, and it's very difficult to get anyway. So why not make it count with things like that? That's what they do at the NFL, right? Exactly. You know, you yell so loud that uh, you're, the offense can't hear the quarterback. All right, another question for you, Stephen. Uh, do you think Javier or McCullers pitches game three? And I can't remember. Has Dusty announced this already? Uh, yeah, I was going to say, uh, we don't have to wonder because I just saw a tweet that uh, McCullers is going to start game three. So that that takes care of that. I mean, he will start game three in Philly from what uh, Brian T. Smith just tweeted that out. What do you think of that? I, You know, honestly, I mean, I think it worked so well, the fact that they, they started Javier in game three. I really was hoping I would see that again. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a little disappointed. I, I would like to see Javier start game three in Philly and then go with McCullers in game four. You know, then it starts getting shaky because then you have game five and game six. Hopefully, if it gets to that, then you got to start wondering, we're going to see Justin Verlander again. But, yeah, I would have liked to see Javier in game three. Yeah, let's get one before we get to Verlander in five. <laughs> and I can't, I can't believe I'm saying it. But, yeah, that's, yeah. it's the truth. Yeah, I know. Uh, Brandy says she wants to see McCullers pitch game three. So, um, you know, well, some you fans are wish. and it's on Halloween. So you got your wish in game three. He will start. You know, Lance is uh, somebody that has pitched well on uh, on some big occasions for the for the Astros. So you and we're coming up on a pretty big occasion that Lance pitched well, if you remember it's not going to be Halloween, but it was the next day, five years earlier, Stephen, that what happened in yeah. Astros history? Astros history, one in that World Series. Yeah, it's so weird that the season is going to end, you know, through the first few days of November. They just keep pushing it back and pushing it back. So, yeah, it's going to be kind of odd. It, and 
I don't even know. I haven't even looked to see what the weather's going to be like in Philly, but you start to getting in late October, early November, it's probably going to be a bit on the chilly side. Yeah, I, I haven't I haven't checked, but I don't see anything forecast as far as rain goes. So I, I think that's a good thing with the Phillies not having the longest starting staff and, and the Astros, you know, being so deep in the starting staff. I, that's an advantage for the Astros for sure. Yeah, it is. And, you know, the good thing is if McCullers can only go, say, four or five innings, you're going to have a day off with a bullpen, can be rested. So, you know, you can put in some of those guys in early if you have to. But, boy, five, even six good quality innings for McCullers sure would be nice. If you're wondering about the Philadelphia five-day forecast, um, I, I, I do see some rain on Monday. So maybe the, maybe that I had gotten the wrong information. But the highs are at least – very tolerable for Astros uh, players because it's going to be in the mid sixties, both Monday and Tuesday. And then All right. it should be a beautiful 70 degrees on Wednesday and sunny, but Monday and Tuesday there, there is a little bit of chance of rain. So who knows? And I mean, like I said, I think if that happens, if there's, if there's delays or, you know, a, a flat out rain delay, that's a big advantage for them. Yeah, it absolutely is. I just, you know, want no rain delays, please. Let's let's just get this thing going, and get it over with. Yeah, the precipitation it says twenty percent during Monday during the day and fifty percent at night. So I don't like that percentage. Tuesday, no, it's 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 thirty percent during the day is zero. So this is something that's supposed to run through, but you don't want that Monday game delayed till Tuesday because then they can get back to you know, Wheeler and Nola earlier, although, you know, the Astros did a pretty good job against both starters. So I don't know. Well, that's true. They did. And they certainly, you know, Wheeler is, I, I guess, technically is, is really their ace. You know, he was 12 and seven and I thought he was going to pitch game one, quite honestly, but they went with Nola. And at first it looked like that was going to be a bad decision. You know, the, the Phillies bats bailed them out, but yeah, the way they got to Wheeler kind of makes you think, and you know, they used Ranger Suarez in the first game. So he was, I think, projected to be the game three starter, but it, that's obviously not going to happen. He's probably going to be pushed to game four. So, yeah, a lot of questions still remain. And if you have a rain delay, it, it throws everything in a shuffle. Anything else that you're thinking about as we head over to Philadelphia and go to game three and four? Any concerns moving forward? I mean, I, I, I just I feel like this is colored by numbers, and that's all Dusty's got to do. The one thing that I will say, and you and I talked about this after the post game yesterday, we didn't, we forgot to talk about it during the post game. But both you and I believe David Hensley needs a shot at DH because this has been a catastrophe. Well, it really has. I mean, even Aledmus Diaz, who you know typically is one of the the better pinch hitters, uh, but but even when you know you you spell him a, as a, a spot start, just hasn't come through. I mean, you've gotten just nothing out of that spot, so. I, you know, I, I know a lot of fans are calling for David Hensley. I've even said it. And I know he has a, a small sample size in the regular season, but he's proven that he can hit and make some contact. And, you know, I, I mean, at least give him a shot at some point. I, I think you almost have to because you're getting zero. I mean, zero at the DH spot. And that's where you want some of your at least most consistent hitters in that spot. Dusty said he liked David Hensley, and he's the reason why Hensley was on the roster. Well, then if you like him, show it to us. You know, let, let's see it. You know, I'm, I'm scared he's going to, like, all of a sudden throw in Mauricio Dubon or something like that. But, oh, you know, I mean, 
he, but he likes Dubon late in games to sub Chaz if, if they need some defense. And that happened again in this game. But I, I you got to give Hensley a sh- Why not? What do you get to lose? What's the worst that could happen? He He's 0 for 3. He and strikes you, out four times, you know, like some of these I mean, other guys have done. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, at, at this point, McCormick's bat is too good. I And you've noticed, he, I don't think he's taking him out in any of these games. You, you got to leave McCormick in there because his bat is so good. Yeah, I, I just I, I can't say enough about what McCormick has done when it seems like Dusty just doesn't believe in the guy a whole lot or hasn't believed in him all year. I mean, he could say, oh, I believe him, believe in him in the postseason. But, you know, I, I, I kind of wonder if he's gotten a lot of pressure from higher up, because if he liked him so much in the postseason, why wasn't he starting on a regular basis? Why was it so hard to just leave him in there? for most of the games during the regular season. I, I just never got that. And and I think Chaz just disrespected and he's been solid on defense. I mean, he, he hasn't been spectacular, but he hasn't had to be spectacular. I don't think. Well, I still think that as this series goes on, you, you've got to, I, I just, I'm almost convinced that David is going to get a shot just because you have really, you literally gotten nothing out of there. So you might as well try something different. I mean, that really is my biggest concern. I think, coming into the game is just solidifying the DH spot. But I felt so much better with the way the offense looked tonight, especially with Altuve getting out of that funk. You know, Jordan looking a bit better at the plate. We just need to keep clicking on all cylinders and not have any cave-ins. And then, then, you know, we can take, you know, maybe two of these next three games if possible. Jordan's double was very much a Minute made Park double, though. That was not... Yeah, it was. It, it certainly was. <laughs> that was not anything... Uh, extraordinary and he's gonna I, I want to see the the Jordan power a little bit you, you don't have to you know hit three home runs in a game but just you know give me a, hey how about a home run in game three that would be nice well you know I think part of the problem Robert he's been kind of trying to swing for the fences a little too much and and maybe that's been contributing to some of his struggles so you know maybe if he just goes back to to playing the way he had before the home runs will come I mean he's he's going to hit them you just you've got to get the right pitch to hit you know, get a good beat on the ball. I mean, his home runs are going to come, but if you try too hard, you know, that that's when you start getting out of your game, swinging at pitches out of the zone, which, you know, he's, he's done some of that, not doing well with the elevated fastball. So it, it was good to see him at least do a little bit better tonight. And Altuve is back, baby. That That is really the big story on offense. And you got to throw in the fact, Stephen, I think it's a little under the radar, Maldi's not exactly an automatic out in the postseason. No, he really isn't. You know, he he did some things in game one, and he's certainly not been a liability as much in this postseason, you know, as he is in the regular season. And he is capable of getting hot at just the right time or or at least getting a big hit at just the right time. I think I was listening to somebody on Sports Talk 790. They were saying that or they, they were going to they were calling that he was going to hit a home run tonight. Well, it didn't happen. But he has the potential to do that, to be a game changer. And who knows? Maybe in Philly, that's exactly what he'll do. Yeah, if he connects, he's big, and we've seen him do it before. It's not as though we're expecting anything like that. But he had that line drive at third base, and if their third baseman wasn't six foot five, and they had Alex Bregman yeah. over there instead, that was a double. Yeah, that'd have been a hit easy. And I, I'm trying to remember when there there was a runner on. Wasn't Chaz on first base at that point? I think so. Well, yeah, I think he was. Yeah, I, I want to say he was on yeah. base. So that, that could have scored a run potentially because Jazz can move. And if that gets into that corner, I mean, you, you, you never know right there. So 
I mean, he's he's been he he's been moldy. He's been rock solid. He had I, that one pass ball in the Yankee series that was a little bit frustrating. But it's you know, I mean, considering this whole postseason, he's he's been great. Yeah, he really has been, and it just you know the. The whole offense, you know, as I said, has been so up and down, but it, it's nice to see some of these guys get going. And then if you can have a bat like Maldonado come through, you know, every now and then, you're not going to expect him to all the time, but every now and then in a big situation, and then you get Hensley or, or somebody to shore up the DH spot, then I feel a lot better about this offense and the Astros' chances to win the World Series moving forward. As David says, uh, in the chat, he says, Ranger Suarez and Bailey Falter, you got to take advantage of, of those guys pitching the next two games. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I, I would be shocked if they brought back Nola on three days rest, Stephen. I mean, even though he got roughed around, he didn't come out of that game early. He he did throw some pitches in that game. He did. And, you know, it's interesting. I, I thought it was interesting that he started game one. You know, he was 11 and 13 on the season and not exactly their best pitcher. I think he pitched a little better in the second half of the season. But, you know, he also lost game two of the NLCS. So, yeah, bringing him back on three days rest, I would be scratching my head with curiosity if they did that. They got a little overconfident because he was no, no, Nola against the Astros late in the year. And they thought that was the the real Astros that he was. I think the Astros were kind of taking it easy at that. Probably. Point. I think what he retired like uh, 20 batters in a row before they finally got Well, He was pitching. Yeah, he's pitching a no hitter. Perfect game. And until they finally broke it up. So, yeah, it, it clearly wasn't quite the case in game one. All right, Stephen. Uh, final thoughts uh, going into game three and four. Do, do, do you. Uh, have any lucky rabbit's foot out at this point after this game? Was there any anything that you changed in your whole preparation for the game? Like, what's going on? Uh, well, I didn't have coffee tonight, so maybe I just won't have any of the rest of the World Series. I, I had some in game one, and, I mean, they were already starting to come back, but it, it obviously didn't help. So I passed on it tonight, so we'll see if that helps on Monday. <laughs> All right, sounds good. And if anybody is new to the show, like I said, we're doing this – Every single Astros post game will be, I mean, every single World Series game, we will do a post game. We do Texans live post games this year as well with me and Sports Radio 610's Sean Bajani. Tomorrow afternoon, the Texans play at three o'clock. So at six o'clock or thereabouts, me and Sean Bajani will be ready as soon as it's over with to talk Texans and Titans and hopefully. Stephen, how about a win this week, maybe? How about a win, Texans? You know, come on. I mean, Davis Mills looked pretty good in the Raiders game, but uh, definitely some faltering in that fourth quarter. But at least you won't have to do double duty on Sunday, Robert. You'll just have the Texans, and that's it. That's it. Thank goodness. And uh, uh, and, and then we'll be back here again on Monday. Uh, don't forget uh, to subscribe either on YouTube. Actually, subscribe both on YouTube and your favorite audio podcast app because we're on yeah, Spotify. I do, that. I do both. Yeah, definitely. And uh, if you're on the road, if you're at the gym, if you're in the car going shopping, you can listen to our shows. Go back into the library. We got some really good interviews. If you look back, especially on YouTube, it's real organized. So you can just go to an Astros history playlist. And we've got interviews with so many uh, former Astros, some even current Astros as well. So you'll want to check that out. You know, I, I feel like we're, there's something missing, Stephen. And he, here's what I think it is.
desire. Here come the Astros, breathing orange fire. There you go. Yeah. Bring some more of that. Yeah. All right, Astros. Let's do this. We got we got to get three more. Three more to win the World Series. You got to get three more. Let's do it. Until next post game tomorrow for me, Monday for Steven. We'll talk to you guys later. Take it easy. You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Hey, you can support the show by subscribing on YouTube and commenting on the videos. Listen to Houston Sports Talk on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and Google. Don't forget to tell a friend and share our show on social media. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening.